<laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. Um, for tonight. Amen. Um, wife in here telling jokes, making me laugh before Bible study. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Um, she wasn't the one telling jokes. I'm around. I'm the one that was messing around. But praise God for tonight. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, we often say it because the Bible says it, right? Laughter does good like a medicine. Amen. Yes. And so it's good to laugh. Amen. It, it, it relaxes your body. Scientists say it, release, it releases good things inside your body. But more importantly than that, the God who created our bodies tells us that laughter does good. Like a medicine. Amen. Yes. And so um, we were just taking our medicine right now. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. But pray you're doing well. Pray you're still safe and uh, holding up well wherever you may be. Um, and, you know, we're continuing to press on through it all and continuing to keep our eyes on the Lord. You know, um, you know, I just thought about now when Jehoshaphat, um, King Jehoshaphat, when they were being attacked, when the enemies um, were coming against um, the children of Israel, um, actually Judah. Um, and uh, Jehoshaphat saw the army coming and he prayed to the Lord and he said, he said, uh, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And, you know, in many ways these days, if you're still living in a place where you're on lockdown, um, and even if you're not, if, as things are starting to slowly open up, I believe there's a lot of we don't know what to do going on in our lives and in our minds. Um, but even though we don't know what to do, we keep our eyes on God. Amen. And, and the Lord will lead us out. He'll lead us through. Uh, David said, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want, we shall not lack any good thing. And so we want to keep our eyes on God and let our faithful shepherd lead us in the way that we should go. Amen. Amen. And on tonight, we want our faithful shepherd to lead us by his spirit into the word of God. And that's what we're going to allow him to do. Amen. And we find ourselves tonight um, in Luke chapter 6. Uh, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. And so if you have your Bibles out and you're ready, amen, if you have your your tablet with your scriptures on it, however you take in the word, uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 6. And we'll read verses 1 through 5 and go on from there. I'm going to read from the King James Version to start out tonight. And it says, And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first, that he went through the cornfields, and his disciples plucked the ears of corn and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do ye that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, Have ye not read so much as this, what David did when himself was a hungered, and they which were with him? 
how he went into the house of God and did take and eat the showbread and gave also to them that were with him, which it is not lawful to eat, but for the priests alone. And he said unto them that the son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name. We thank yes, you for Father. the word of God that was just read into our hearing. We pray now, God, that you will open up our eyes and, and let us uh, see uh, the wisdom of the scriptures, O oh God. Father, yes, let, our, Father let our hearts burn, O oh God, with revelation as you reveal unto us your will. And Father, we thank you for the deposits that shall be made in us. We thank you for building us and making us strong in our faith. And Father, most of all, we thank you for revealing your truth through the word of God tonight. Father, we yield to you. We submit to your authority. We bow down before you. Yes. And we ask that you will be exalted through this time. And Father, we bless you and praise you for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we just read um, Luke chapter 6, 1 through 5. And, you know, I... I when you see what's going on here, you know, the Pharisees had all these rules and all these regulations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they they were more concerned with that than they were with anything else. And, you know, I, I believe that there is um, a, a message here from us, from the Lord, that we need to be careful not to overdo it. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, just don't overdo it. Well, what do I mean, don't overdo it? See, sometimes we can get so caught up in looking to please the Lord and looking to live for God, you know, and those things in and of themselves are, are good things. Mm -hmm. But don't overdo it, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, because if, if, if we overdo things, if we get too technical, if if we get too literal, if if we get too complicated and sophisticated, I believe we lose God in that process. Mm. Because God is at once amazing and simple at the same time. You know, he's amazing because he's God and only he can do the things that he can do. You know, he can raise the dead. He can heal the sick. Uh, he can give sight to the blind. He can part red seas. Um, he can make manna come from heaven. God can do anything mm. in all things. And so he's amazing in in that regard. But yet he's simple yes. in that he's just God, yes. right? And all that that means. And he's love and he's goodness. And right, I mean, it's, it's not complicated. And, I, and, and I'm not trying to to oversimplify things, but but he's he's just God. <laughs> he's our father. You know, you think about your parents. You know, when you were a kid, you didn't overcomplicate the thing. Right. That was mom and that was dad. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And you just kind of understood certain things that that would flow from that relationship. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to study it. You didn't have to have someone break it down for you. You didn't, right? It, that was mom and that was dad. And it was simple. 
mm-hmm. right? And I'm their child. And, you know, if you didn't have mom and dad, maybe it was grandma or grandpa or, you know, with auntie or whatever. But there was someone, right, prayerfully, there was someone who, you know, you just knew that's who they are. Yes. yes. And you didn't have to complicate it. And I believe as children of God, that's how we need to be. We don't need to complicate the thing. Yes. He's God. He's my father. And I think as we bring it down and don't overdo it, we can find ourselves, I believe, one, knowing God better, two, acting like God more, three, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and then four, I believe we can walk in more power. Mm. But I believe we lose a lot of these things that we could otherwise do because of a tendency to make things too complicated. And certainly the devil wants to make things complicated for us because he knows that if we get lost in all the complications, we'll become like Pharisees. And we'll just have no power, no influence, and find ourselves on the outside looking in. So we don't want to overdo things. And in in this passage of Scripture tonight, you know, Jesus and his disciples are walking through a cornfield. And it's on the Sabbath. And his disciples are walking through it. And they start plucking ears of corn. Mm -hmm. And they start, you know, rubbing it, you know, getting the the husks off and, you know, husking that corn. And they started eating it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the Pharisees, who always seem to be around, right? They always seem to be hanging around, looking around, having something to say. Mm-hmm. They said he they said unto to Jesus and the disciples, Why are you doing that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And what were they doing? They were plucking corn and they were eating it. Right. Now, just understand what they're saying is what you're doing on the Sabbath day is unlawful. It's against the law. Um you know the Pharisees it's it's the Pharisees had thirty nine categories of activities that were forbidden on the Sabbath day. I mean, they had all these rules, um, and so this was one of them because they they viewed this as as the disciples were harvesting grain, and you're not supposed to do that on the Sabbath because right, the Sabbath, uh, Exodus chapter twenty, right. Uh, that the Sabbath, you're supposed to keep it holy. I rested Mm -hmm. on the seventh day. You're supposed to rest as well. That's what Mm -hmm. the Sabbath is about. You're supposed to rest as well on the Sabbath day. And so the Pharisees said, well, that means you can't do any work. And so since you can't do any work and your disciples are pulling grain, Mm -hmm. and they they considered the, the, the disciples were grain, they said, you're breaking the Sabbath. But that was their rule. Right. Now, going through the field, and I just want to stop here for a second because we need to see the heart of God. Going through a field and taking grain was not unlawful. And we just need to look at that because I think we need to look at the heart of God for a second. Um, Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 23. Deuteronomy 23. And verses 24 and 25. 
I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, When you come into your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes, as many as you please, but you shall not put any in your vessel or your basket. When you come into the standing grain of your neighbor, you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall not put a sickle to your neighbor's standing grain. Mm -hmm. So the disciples were in the second category in verse 25. They came through a grain field, a cornfield, and it says you can pluck the ears with your hand, but you can't bring a sickle. Right. So what the disciples were doing was not itself unlawful. The Pharisees said it's unlawful because you're doing it on the Sabbath day. But I want to stop here because we need to see the heart of God. Um, because God says, listen, if, you, if, if, if your neighbor has a vineyard, mm -hmm. you can pluck grapes. And you can eat as much as you want. Mm -hmm. Just don't bring a basket over there and start, you know, just right. throwing it in there and eating some for later. You can eat as much as you want right there. Mm -hmm. And if you go through his cornfield, you can pluck some corn. But you can't bring in a sickle and try to now start harvesting and, and then go sell it in town. But that's what it says if, that's, if your neighbor has a field. But what if you're the neighbor? Mm. If you're the neighbor, then that means you need to allow people, <laughs> wow. right? Yep. To come into your vineyard and eat as many grapes as they want. Yep. And to come into your field, your field, and pluck grain if they want and eat it. See, right then and there, some of us need to be happy glad that we weren't born back then because <laughs> because we wouldn't have done it. Not the way we act. Some of us act like, listen, you can't have, you better ask me right, first <laughs> before you take anything that belongs to me. Listen, and I know, I know maybe that's how you grew up. I know you probably grew up on the rough side of town where, you know, you had to fight you know, for everything. But, but, but I mean, you know, that's not the heart of God. Right. The heart of God is not, you better ask me first. <laughs> Listen, and somebody right now saying that's Old Testament. No, this is God's heart. And God says, I am the Lord God, I change it not. And so the heart of God is still of this way. You share what you have with other people. Right. Right? You share what you have with other people. And as disciples of Christ who are taught of the Lord, obedient to his will, we're saved. We have the blessing of Abraham on our life, and part of that blessing is that we're blessed to be a blessing. And so if you have a field, and understand, I know many of us you know, don't have vineyards or fields and all that, but you understand what this is. This is about having resources. Right. This is having provision. And if you have certain things, understand it came from God. Yes. And whatever we have belongs to him and we're just stewards over it. And and so God is saying, yes, I blessed you with it, but I want you to be generous with what I allow you to have stewardship over. Yes. yes. We we come back to the, our favorite, you know, example all the time of of what not to be and that's you don't want to be like the man who built the bigger barn. Right. Right? God mm -hmm. allowed his field to to produce abundant uh, abundance of crops and he said 
I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down my small barn. I'm going to build a bigger barn. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. And God said, you're a fool. Your soul is required of you this night. It's not about building a bigger barn. It's about being a bigger blessing, right? And, and so here you see God is so much so. He's saying, listen, it's not about people having to ask you for permission and ask you for this. And you know, you know how we are, man. Yeah, we, we, got, we got rules. You know, you can't eat the last piece of chicken, you know, or something like that. You know, can you imagine, can you imagine the equivalent of this? Is God saying that you can allow your neighbor to come into your house and go into your refrigerator and eat as many grapes as he wants, just as long as he didn't take some with him? <laughs> See, we would have a big problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and I'm not saying literally this should happen. This is about the heart of God, right? Mm -hmm. Of being ready to give and to be generous with others. And why should we do that? Because we are to be imitators of our father as their children and God is generous, right? right? And so we can't lose sight of that. So I wanted to take a time to take a few minutes to just look at that so that we understand one, the disciples weren't breaking any laws by going into somebody else's field and just taking some corn, right? right? Mm -hmm. But second, it also reveals what the heart of God is and how he wants us to be. So anyway, we go back to Luke chapter 6. So um, so they took the, the corn and they rubbed it in their hands and, and they were eating it and the Pharisees had a problem with it. And so Jesus had an answer for them. And he said, have you not read so much as this, what David did when he was hungry and they which were with him? He went into the house of God, he took the showbread, and he gave also to them that were with him, which it is not lawful to eat, but for the priests alone. And, you know, this story is in 1 Samuel chapter uh, 21, verses mm -hmm. 1 through 6, where David was being pursued by Saul. In fact, you know what, can we do this? Let's, let's just take a look at it. This is Bible study after all, amen, right? Yeah. So we can turn in our Bibles during Bible study. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 21. And here, you know, David was being pursued by Saul. And he went to the house of God. And the priest, Ahimelech, was on duty uh, at that time. And you look in verse 1, Ahimelech was nervous when David came. He said, why are you here alone? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Why is no one with you? And David told Ahimelech that the king had commanded him on a certain piece of business. That wasn't true. Now, we'll talk another time about David lying here. <laughs> the, the Bible is not condoning David's lie. Jesus was not condoning David's lie. But the Bible is just real. Amen. Yes. The Bible doesn't hide people's conduct. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. David lied here. Yeah. And the Bible lets us know it's not true. Right. Yeah. Abraham lied, talking about Sarah was his sister. His sister. <laughs> right? Doesn't make it right. It's not like the Bible is condoning it. It just doesn't hide stuff. Right. Amen. So David was not telling the truth. The king didn't put him on any business. He was actually running from King Saul. But he said, He put me on the, on some business and has said to me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I have sent thee and what I have commanded thee. Um, and then in verse 3, he says, Now therefore, what is under thy hand? David wanted to know, What do you have here to eat? Give me five loaves of bread. Um, or what is there present? 
And the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under my hand, but there is hallowed bread. Mm. If the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it was sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him the hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before the Lord to put the hot bread in the day when it was taken away. So this bread that, that that's being spoken about here is the bread of presence, right? Mm -hmm. That every Sabbath day was put on the table of presence by the priests. And it was 12 loaves of bread, you know, one for each tribe. And every Sabbath day, you know, fresh loaves, 12 loaves were put on the table and the loaves from the previous week were taken off. And the only ones who, under the law, were supposed to eat this bread were priests. Mm -hmm. David and his men were not priests. But yet, Ahimelech, the priest, gave David the bread so that they could eat. Why did Jesus tell this story? Because he's letting them know, listen, don't overdo it. See, see, what did the law say? The law said only the priest should eat right. this bread. Mm -hmm. But the priest, operating in the true spirit of God and with the heart of God, understood something. There's the law. And then there's something that we can't lose sight of that undergirds all of the law. And what's under everything, you know, every law, every rule, every regulation, or whatever you want to call it, when it comes to God, what undergirds everything is love. <laughs> right? And, 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 and so here, what we had was, yes, there's a rule that says, only the priest can eat this bread. Mm -hmm. But David and his men were hungry. And the law of love says, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That's also in the law. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you're hungry, what do you do to yourself? You feed yourself. Right. And so if your neighbor is hungry and you're loving your neighbor as yourself, then you'll feed your neighbor. Right. And so... That's what Ahimelech will do. Now, there's a whole story there, you know, a whole bunch of people got killed because of David's deception and, and all the rest of it, but that's not part of what we're dealing with tonight. Mm -hmm. It's really about Jesus, you know, telling this story and what he's trying to get through to the Pharisees is it's not about sticking to the rules and the regulations. It's not about the traditions and all those types of things. It's about knowing, I guess the, one of the ways we could say it is, it's not about knowing just simply the letter of the law, but you got to know the spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. And again, when you look at the letter, the letter says only for the priest. But when you look at the spirit of everything God tells us, love is in all of it, yeah. right? Love is in all of it. And so... We go back here and, and Jesus is telling this story. And part of this, he's trying to get through the Pharisees who understand it's not about the rules and regulations. It's not about getting all uptight and being so technical and all the rest of that. It's about walking in love. But he also had another point of telling this story about David. He says, 
See, David was the one who did this. And I dare you to condemn David. <laughs> Right? Because, see, if if you're going to condemn the disciples for eating this grain, then you're going to have to condemn David for eating bread that didn't belong to him either. Mm -hmm. And he knew something. They, they were not going to do that. So here's the thing for us, because we want to bring it home to us in today. Mm -hmm. God's laws, God's word. Yes, you know what? Know his word, right? Know his word. But the Bible says that we should study to show thyselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes. So it's not just about knowing scripture. When I say knowing it, I'm really talking about memorizing it. It's not just about memorizing scripture or being able to pound someone into submission with scripture <laughs> or anything like that. It's about being able to rightly divide it and understanding that behind and underneath and surrounding and all around every word that God speaks, he infuses it all with love. Right. That's what it's about, right? And so if we're going to, to take this word of God, and especially when we're dealing with other people, and, and come on somebody, and especially when we're dealing with people who may be doing something that may not be right or we think is not right. If we're going to be basing how we deal with them on mm -hmm. the word of God, like mm -hmm. the Pharisees were trying to do, we have to do it with discernment. We got to yeah. rightly define that word. We got to do it with compassion, not get also carried away with ourselves, acting as if we don't miss it from mm -hmm. time to time or more often than that. And we have to do it with love. Mm -hmm. If the Pharisees were operating that, that way, they would have understood something. If, if the law that they're concerned about is you don't harvest grain on the Sabbath, then they would have understood something. These disciples weren't trying to harvest grain. Mm -hmm. If you're going to harvest a field, you, you, you're going to take in the, you know, you're going to take in all the crop and you're going to go into town and sell. <laughs> right. That's not what the disciples were doing. Mm -hmm. they, they were doing it because they were hungry. They plucked the ears of corn, and it says, and did eat. Mm -hmm. They were just looking for something to eat. And again, that didn't violate the law. Right. And so if the Pharisees were operating in a spirit of discernment instead of judgment, they would have saw that. Mm -hmm. How many of us sometimes, I mean, if we're honest, can say that we'll look in a situation, we'll come into a situation, and we'll come with a spirit of judgment instead of discernment. We don't want to really know what's going on. We already concluded what was going on, maybe based on incomplete facts. Yeah, that's true. And that's not the way we're supposed to operate. God wants us to be discerning, not judgmental. Mm -hmm. And if they would have taken the time to be more discerning instead of being judgmental, they would have saw something. That's a lesson for us to, to, to take away as well. But, but here's the thing. Let's remember where God wants us to be. He wants us to be walking in love, mm -hmm. right? He wants us to be walking in love. And the Pharisees, I think, lost sight of something else. Yes, the Sabbath day was for rest, and God said so. But it wasn't rest for rest's sake. You see, the letter of the law was saying, you should rest on the Sabbath day. But the purpose of resting on Sabbath and not working on Sabbath was so that you could worship God, 
right? Mm. So it wasn't just about resting. It was about worship, right? And, and so don't lose sight. I think Jesus was saying, don't lose sight of the purpose mm. of Sabbath. Mm. It's not just to refrain from doing work. It was about you refrain from doing work so that you can worship God. And see, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, on the Sabbath day, you, if you read more and more about what the Pharisees, because the Pharisees had all kinds of issues with Jesus on the Sabbath day. Because if you read in, in, in uh, the next few uh, verses of scripture, Jesus healed a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. You know, he told yeah. men to take up their bed and walk on the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the Pharisees had all kinds of problems with this because they were so concerned about the Sabbath day. But Jesus was trying to say to them, listen, he says, I'm the son of man. He said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. He said, I'm, you know, I'm, I created the Sabbath. And so I can tell you that your rules and regulations are overruled. Right. Right. Because it's not about that. You are just concerned about the rule. You're not concerned about the purpose. You're not concerned about the spirit. And the spirit of this is about worship. And so, yes, let us get into this word. Let us study the word of God. Let us know as much word as we can possibly know. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. People who know me know I love the word of God, right? Speak the word only, right? Get into this word, but don't overdo it. Don't become so strict and stringent in how you apply the word of God, Mm -hmm. because in the end, Whatever God reveals to us through his word, he wants us to now walk that out in love to him and to others and in worship unto him. Yes. Right. Uh, you know, uh, when Jesus was at the well, right, with the uh, woman at the well, he mm-hmm. said, uh, he said that the hour is coming and now yes. is mm-hmm. right where the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. And he says something important. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him, how? In spirit, spirit and, in and in truth. And that spirit has to be a spirit of love. It has to be a spirit of compassion. It has to be a spirit of grace and mercy. Yeah. So yes, know your word. Yes. Praise be unto God. Get into your word, right? And if you know whatever you see going on, if you feel you gotta maybe pull someone's coat or offer some correction or whatever, you still gotta do it in love. What does the Bible say? Speak the truth in love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. It says speak the truth in love. Doesn't it just speak the truth? <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> maybe you are, but how are you telling me the truth? Right. You're telling me the truth like I'm already a convicted criminal in your eyes. Speak the truth in love. Jesus said, if you what? If you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments mm-hmm. Right? But, but if you truly love Jesus, then the Bible says you will love other people. Right? Mm-hmm. Because in First John it says, listen, how can you say you love me, God right. says. Right? Or you say you love God, but who you have not seen. But you hate your brother whom you have seen. See, that doesn't work, right? right? So so the love that that if it's really in our heart, and Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments, that's that love is not just for him. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's for others as well. So listen, 
it's not about the rules. It's not about the regulations, right? Now, somebody might say, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Doesn't God tell husbands how to live with wives? Yeah. Doesn't he tell wives how to live with husbands? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he tells children with parents and parents with children and how to live with your neighbor and how, is if you're an employee, how to put in a good, honest day of work. And if you're an employer, don't withhold wages. And he tells you how to live with enemies. And he, right, he tells you how to you know, come into my, you know, come into my gates with, with singing and Thanksgiving. And all. Doesn't he tell us all these things to do on a bunch of rules and regulations? I don't know if they're rules and regulations. They're standards. And yes. there's the word of God. But, but remember this, all this word with all those things telling us how to live with mm. everyone in our lives and everyone around us and how even to live with God, all these things, you remember what that expert in the religious law, he came to Jesus and said, what are the two greatest commands? And Jesus said, the first is, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And the second is like unto it. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And then Jesus says something very important. On these two mm -hmm. hang all the law and the prophets. Yeah. So what's he saying? All this book right here hangs on those two things. Mm -hmm. Love God, love people. That's it. That's and that's it. why. Don't overdo it. See, if you love God and you truly love God, you're going to love people. Yeah. And if you truly love God and you truly love people, then this word is not going to be a stick that you use to beat people over the head with. <laughs> right. right? It's going to be something that is used to embrace them, to edify them instead of building, uh, instead of tearing them down. It's going to be something to encourage them instead of discourage them. It's going to be something that points them in the right direction instead of leaving them with no hope. Yes. Right? And that's where we have to, to be. But it comes down to understanding what undergirds everything that's in this world. Everything that comes from God. Mm -hmm. Right? God is love. Right? God so loved the world. God is love. He loved... You know, we love him because he first, first loved us, us right? Mm -hmm. God is love. And everything that's in here in this word of God is undergirded by love. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? We love God and we love people. Amen. You know, you think about all the scriptures, amen. First Corinthians 13, 13 tells us now abide in faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love right right it's the greatest mm -hmm. thing we have it's the greatest force in the universe right and you know the bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sin it tells us that our faith works by love yeah and it tells us that love never fails amen and so this is where we need to to, to be and so we don't want to overdo the thing amen you know because there is few things for me at least more annoying than someone who knows enough word 
to be dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they, they know enough words, but man, they don't apply it right. And I don't mean like technically and in, in whether their theology is right. I'm talking about the heart in which yes. they do it. Yes. Right? Because I'm no theologian. I just love the Lord and I just love his word. Right? And, and as he continues to work on me, the same way he continues to work on you, what happens? You get transformed. Yes. Right? And that's his and that's his and that's God's purpose, right? He wants us to be what? Conformed to the, the image, image of the Son. That's what he's doing. He's working on us every day. Amen. We're the you know, we're the clay, he's the potter, and he's forming and fashioning us and conforming us. Amen. Glory to God. In the image of the Son. And so what does that mean? You can see Jesus walking around berating people and putting them right. down. Right. So if we're going to be conformed to the image of the Son. We don't want to walk around like a Pharisee who was, they always overdid it. But you want to be like Jesus who understood. Amen. I come to do the will of him who sent me. Yes. And he did that in the spirit of love, compassion, of grace, and of mercy. Amen. Amen. And here's the other thing. And you know, we talked about this earlier and we're going to end here. And then he did it and he walked in power. Yeah. And see, and so many of us wonder why we're not walking in power. You ever wonder that? I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you want to do things, amen. I mean, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm 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 just silly enough to do things that Jesus does. You know what I mean? Like I you know, I've talked to my tree out in my lawn. You know, I've talked to my grass. If my grass is not growing, I tell my grass to grow. Why? Because Jesus talked to a fig tree. Why can't I talk to grass? <laughs> right? You know, when storms are coming. Yeah. We had we had this storm a couple of weeks ago. They were talking about high dangerous winds. I told I told you the day the next day. I said, the minute I saw that forecast, I, I can't I was like I was speaking to the wind. You ain't touching my house. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jesus said the things I do, you can do greater things, right? So <laughs> I'm just silly enough to believe that. Amen. But you know, but Jesus walked in power. And when Jesus said something, things change, things happen. Now for you and for and for me, that doesn't always that's not always the case. And I believe that when we're not walking in power, right? The Bible tells us faith works by love. And we know that Jesus said, if you're going to talk to this mountain and say, be thou removed, the first thing he said was, have faith in God. Mm. And then he started saying, speak to the mountain and do it, right? But where does it start? Have faith in God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you might have heard a lot of people, when, when, when and preachers and teachers, when they talk about that passage of scripture in Mark chapter 11, that have faith in God is often interpreted, have the God kind of faith. Mm. Amen. In other words, we got to have the same faith Jesus had. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, we have it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? There's no my faith, your faith. It, it's, right? Right. We have this, we, we have the measure of faith, but it's just faith. Mm -hmm. Right? Why don't we often get the results we want? And I believe it's because our love walk is off. Mm. Right, we're overdoing it, getting mad at folk, holding grudges against folk, being judgmental like the Pharisees were here against folk, and then we want to walk around and start declaring money coming to me now, 
And the only thing that comes is another bill. <laughs> and we wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's dial it down. Let's understand that in the simplicity, there's power. Right? It's not in knowing all these things. Love God. Love people. In the simplicity, there's the power. And the more we can simplify it and, and, and get our walk focused on those elements of love, I believe we'll start walking in more power, more anointing. Why? Because we'll be walking more and more at that point like our Savior. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So listen, we don't want to overdo things. Amen. And, um, you know, God bless, God bless, you know, those who, who, who know the word. But, you know, we come back to, like we said on Sunday, you know, the Bible talks about that they that know their God. Right. Amen. Amen. Shall be strong and do exploits. Mm -hmm. and, and we want to, you know, continue to get to know him and more and more we study this word. And I pray tonight that, you know, we just get another glimpse. Amen. Uh, and maybe it's just a reminder, but we get another glimpse of the heart. Of our great God. Amen. 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 Let's pray tonight. And we uh, bless the Lord as we do. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Glory to God. God. We thank, thank you, you Lord. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that we love you because you first loved us. You made the first move. And, Lord, you're making the last move because yes. you're making us more like your dear son, our, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Continue to work on us, O oh God. Continue to let your word form us and fashion us, O oh God. Take those things out of us that are not of you. And yes, Father, put Father. all those things in us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirit that are consistent with who you are. And Father, we just thank you for the work that you have begun in us and the work that you shall complete to the day of Christ. Yes. Father God, we bless you for it in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to forgive us of all those times that yes. we have been more yes, judgmental yes. and not discerning, oh God, when we've been quick and harsh on people instead of being patient and kind and gentle. Father, forgive us of those times, oh God, and help us, oh God, to make the change or the changes that we need to make that we truly can be more like you. Father, we thank yes, you for the word that you, you've God. spoken. And Father, we believe that as we walk in the spirit of love, as we make this a daily part of our living on this side of glory, Father, we believe that we will walk in greater power and we yes, will see God. the manifestation of God in our lives like never before. And so, Father, we pray for your help, the help of the Holy Spirit to continue to build us up in our faith that, Father God, we may walk out the teaching that you've given us on this day. Yes, Father, God. we bless you for it in advance in the name of Jesus. Now, God, just pray your blessings upon everyone under the sound of my voice. Bless them wherever they are. Let your blessings be on their household, on their finances, on their yes, family, Father. on their health, O oh God, on their plans, O oh Father. May blessings, O oh God, just come upon them and overtake them in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father God, true to your word, may they turn immediately around and look to see to whom they can be a blessing yes, in the God. name thank of you, Jesus. Jesus. Father, we bless you and thank you for it now. We call it done by faith, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord tonight. Um, praise God for Bible study. Amen. Amen. You want to come on the camera for a minute? No. Okay. Amen. My <laughs> wife is in the middle of her, what do you want to call it, baby? Whatever. You know. <laughs>
pandemic. You're not the only one that got a pandemic here, dude. You know that, right? <laughs> Amen. There's all kinds of people got all kinds of things going on. She's just trying to reach to turn the thing off. She's saying, okay, man, get off the phone. But we're going to get off. We'll see you next time. Be